Hello and welcome. This is Camille Brooks. I love to help people discover how they can find more joy and peace in their personal lives, marriage, and family, and help them discover that their sorrows can bring out the glory within them. Today's podcast is from the series, Seeing God's Hand, interviews that answer the question, How have you seen the hand of God? Welcome to our podcast, The Miracle of Forgiveness. Since this is our first podcast in the series, Seeing God's Hand, I would like to give you a little background on how this series came to be. When I was preparing for our youngest daughter's wedding reception, I had prayed for many little miracles in order to stay within our budget and yet make our daughter happy with a beautiful reception. I was sharing with my daughter-in-law, Gina, how I had seen the hand of the Lord answering my prayers and blessing us with miracles. She said, you know why God keeps blessing you with so many little miracles, don't you? It is because you see God's hand working in your life, and you are grateful to Him, so He blesses you with more and more. I was touched deeply by this beautiful insight and became determined more than ever to look for the hand of God working in my daily life and in the lives of others, and then express gratitude to God for what I saw. I started this series, Seeing God's Hand, in hopes that we can all be inspired by the stories of others to see God's hand in the little details of our lives, and in doing so, become more grateful and grow closer to Him. Today, I am pleased to have as my guest my dear friend, Joanna Woods. For over a quarter of a century, we have grown a strong friendship. She makes me cry. She makes me laugh so hard I can't breathe. She counsels me. She cheers me on. And she's been my angel. And I consider her friendship to be a great gift from God. I am so excited to share her with you today. I know she will be a blessing to you as well. Joanna and her husband, Fred, are the parents of five children and soon to be ten grandchildren. Her hobbies include pickleball, nature enthusiast, knitting, and editing and writing. But today, I have invited her to share a particular experience of her life regarding how she came to reconcile with her mother from years of emotional wounding. As we talk today, we will explore how Joanna has seen the hand of God working in her life to soften her heart and change her, and bring about reconciliation with her mother. I believe there is something each one of us can learn from her story to help us access God's grace and discover the miracle of forgiveness. What I witnessed with Joanna was nothing short of a miracle. Welcome, Joanna, and thank you for being willing to do a podcast on this intimate topic. Thank you, Camille, for having me. Will you please share with us a little of your family of origin, background, and dynamics? Sure. 
So I was raised with five siblings in a strict religious home. Uh, We were members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My mother was quite an unfit mother due to her own neglectful upbringing, but she really did the best she could. My father, who has since passed, was a kind and a gentleman, but I like to describe him as the wallpaper parent. He was present, but quite unnoticed. Mother was definitely the dominating presence in the home. And where did that emotional wounding come in? Can you give us a picture of what that was like for you? Sure. It's very difficult to transcribe years of emotional pain into concise words. And out of respect to my living family members, I certainly don't want to air the family laundry publicly. But I first want to make clear that though there was, there was no sexual abuse, it was just emotional dysfunction in the home. There wasn't a lot of loyalty or trust within our family. So I remember feeling isolated and very unsupported. Family members were pretty much on their own to meet their own needs. It was every man for himself. There was also quite a bit of hypocrisy demonstrated on account of the intense religious rhetoric that was spoken but not lived. And this became especially apparent to me as I entered my teen years. That must have been hard. Did these problems in your home have long-term effects? Well, that's interesting. My issues with my mom actually came of age as I began raising my own children. It's the most ironic thing. As I began teaching my children the gospel and trying my best to improve upon my own experience, feelings of resentment and anger grew in my heart towards my mother. I remember thinking, I was so cheated. I wasn't cherished and adored like I do my own children. It's really embarrassing to admit how much anger and resentment I harbored in my heart against my mother. I judged her against myself. If we both had the gospel and I thought I was doing so well as a mom, why hadn't she been a better mother to me? I think I might have felt the same way. All of us long to be cherished and adored by our mothers, no matter what our age or circumstances have been. How did these negative feelings affect your relationship with her? Well, our relationship became very delicate. I created my own deluded paradigm within my heart where I accused her motives and actions at every turn. And you know, the longer we persist in our falsehoods, the more convinced we are of their truthfulness. You're so right. It is so hard to let go of deluded paradigms. So how long did you live in this condition? Well, that's so sad to say. I struggled to see my mother with mercy and offer her forgiveness until my 50s. Wow. Tell us what brought about a change? Well, it all started when I became interested in learning to write. So I attended various workshops and studied the art of writing. And I came to the point where I knew I needed to attempt my first book. And I thought, 
well, my initial project is going to be pretty bad and poor, so I should pick a topic that I don't care much about, kind of a practice and discard type of thing. So the idea came to me to ask my mom if I could write about her childhood. She had always told me a lot of funny anecdotes about her youth, so I called her to see if she would work with me on this. You wrote an article in the magazine LDS Living about this experience, didn't you? What was the article called? Yes, um, it was titled Finding Healing Through Family History, and it appeared in the spring 2018 issue. We will have a link to this article in the show notes. I hope you will read it. It is so inspiring. As I remember, it was the writing of that book that changed you. Well, let's put it this way. The Lord changed my heart through the writing of that book. I believe he had our reconciliation in store all along, although it revealed itself little by little. Isn't that the way he seems to do things? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tell us about that journey. Well, at first, I was hoping that by revealing my mom's faults, uh, I would look better. I would justify my position feeling wronged by her. I think this was on a subconscious level. You know, when we're living in self-betrayal, believing lies, we seek to validate our falsehoods. So my mother was hesitant to trust my motives and share her stories with me at first. I'm hearing language from one of our favorite books there, Joanna. Yes, yes. You know I can't talk about relationships without referencing Terry Warner's book, Bonds That Make Us Free. This book has changed my life again and again every time I read it. It exposes the truth about our interpersonal relationship problems, and the truth always lies within ourselves. We love that book, don't we? It has helped us through many a problem relationship. Absolutely. I recommend it as a must-read to everyone. It describes our flawed human condition and reveals how we have power and responsibility to transform our relationships. We'll include that in the post notes for those that would like to read that book because it is worth reading. So back to your mom. Yeah. How did you get past her distrust? Well, here is where I began to notice the Lord intervening. I was with my mom in Boise discussing my book idea, and she mentioned that she had her mother's old book of Mormon. I was thrilled because I didn't know my grandma Clyda well enough. She died of lung cancer when I was 15. She was a smoker. My mother saw the tender look in my eye as I took the book from her hands, and she offered to give it to me. And something very special came over me. Looking back, I would call it the spirit of Elijah. This was the beginning of my transformation. So beautiful. Oh, tell us more. What part did your grandmother play in all this? Oh, isn't the Lord amazing? Here, I thought this was just about me. I needed to write a book to help me. But the Lord had much bigger plans, plans that involved a host of people I wasn't even aware of. The Lord is amazing and is in the little details of our lives. Tell us how everything unfolded. 
Well, I went to bed that night pouring over that book. And first, I just opened up the pages and buried my nose in it and just breathed deeply. I just closed my eyes longing to smell my grandma again. She was there. I felt it. Even if it had to be candle cigarettes that I was smelling, it was my grandma. Feelings of love and fond remembrances just flooded me. This was the spirit of Elijah drawing my heart back to the father's. And as I studied the verses she'd underlined, I began to sense her, her fears, her hopes, her faith. All the verses were underlined in squiggly, weak red pencil lines. And I figured that's because she was older when she embraced the gospel. And she struggled with drug addiction, depression, and failed marriages throughout her short life. She always wanted to be right with the Lord in spite of all her problems and weaknesses. She always kept a spark of faith alive. And then I came to the only passage in the entire book that she had carefully and meticulously and firmly underlined with a ruler. It's found in 2 Nephi chapter 4, verses 17 through 19. So I'll just read that to you to give a give you the essence of who she really was. A wretched man that I am, yea, my heart sorroweth because of my flesh. My soul grieveth because of my iniquities. I am encompassed about because of the temptations and the sins which do so easily beset me. And when I desire to rejoice, my heart groaneth because of my sins. Nevertheless, I know in whom I have trusted. That is so precious that you could see into her soul by interpreting her scripture markings. Oh, it really was glorious. I learned so much about her that night. She had written grace again and again in the margins. I felt an assurance that she was now right with the Lord, despite what her muddy life would suppose. I love that. She underlined grace again and again. The Lord wants all of us to come to that same understanding as your grandma did, that we all need grace. And how does this tie into your mother's story? Well, it's everything to my mother. Perhaps we're getting ahead of the story and jumping to the end, but it is precious. One of the Lord's intentions in this whole process was to answer the longing in my mother's heart, too. When the book was completed and I sent it to my mom to read, I called her later and I said, Mom, what have you learned from reading your book? And her answer completely floored me. She said, I learned my mother loved me. Now, I never would have dreamed that my mother had felt unloved, didn't even know she was loved by her mother. This spoke volumes to me. It explained so much of why her mothering seemed insufficient. That is so inspiring that you became the angel on the Lord's errand to answer the longings of your mother's heart. She too had longed to be loved by her mother, just like you. The Lord was trying to answer both of your heart's yearnings. God is so kind. What else did you learn about your mother from telling her childhood stories? 
That's so beautiful. I love the story. <laughs> it sounds like you experienced walking in her shoes. That is exactly what happened. And the reality of my mother's experience softened my heart and allowed the Lord to release my anger, resentment, and judgment with mercy, compassion, and understanding. I was filled with peace and love for my mother. Years and years of angst just drained away. It was a miracle. It truly was a miracle. Only something that God can orchestrate and make happen. So true. What was your takeaway from the whole experience, Joanna? Oh, I would say the same thing that my mother learned. My mother loved me. In spite of all her faults and shortcomings, she loved me the best she was able. And I learned that the Lord cares so much about our hearts, what we truly love, not our mistakes and faults. He cares about the intentions of our hearts. That's what we're judged on. I feel so close to my mother, my grandmother, and her parents who raised my mom. Everyone is flawed and everyone is doing the best they can based on their experiences. I guess I learned compassion and I learned that I don't want to be the daughter that I thought my mother deserved. I want to be the daughter to her that I hope my daughters will be to me. And they are. That is so beautiful. So many of our listeners throughout the world have grown up in dysfunctional homes and experienced emotional abuse. They are left with deep wounds and scars that are difficult to heal. Your story helps us realize that with God, nothing is impossible. And if we allow him, God will heal our broken hearts and all our wounds. Mother Teresa said, the antidote to anger is compassion. I have watched how your once angry heart was turned towards compassion for your mother, as you walked in your mother's shoes, you discovered compassion for the hardships she had encountered in her childhood that had left her battered and scarred and unable to be the mother you wished her to be. We all are less than what we wish we could be. The good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that we, through his grace, can be healed from our pasts and enabled to forgive those who have hurt us. Thank you for joining us today, Joanna. Your story gives us all hope that each one of us can experience reconciliation and the miracle of forgiveness. Oh, you're so welcome, Camille. Thank you for having me. It was uh, sweet to remember all these wonderful things that the Lord did in our lives. Well, I hope all our listeners can take away your great example. It's such a beautiful story. Thank you for joining us. You bet. I hope you will join us next time. For more inspiration, join me at findingjoyandpeace.com. Until then, thank you for listening. May God bless you as you strive to create more joy and peace in your homes and in the world around you.